Yes, and I love his sheets. I love his towels. Uh, do you have any of Mike Lindell's stuff, Victor? We got to get you some if you don't. I, what do you I, have? I only have my pillow back in the day when he started. This is yeah. several years ago, but I haven't had a new product, but I'm looking forward to probably grabbing some of that. Well, I love his mattress topper. It made it made it like a brand new bed, and I've got his bed, and uh, we're we're excited to set it up. Haven't set it up yet, but if it's anything like his mattress topper, and for the price, it's great. So for anybody out there, you want to get something from Mike? Great way to let Mike know that you watched and heard it here. Use the code Trump twenty twenty. I love typing that in. I think it's not over. I think that some things are about to break loose, and I still have hope. So uh, use that code Trump twenty twenty over there at my pillow. Dot com. All right, let's look at one more video before we get to this uh, this TSA issue. Uh, this is a bridge that's actually uh, that's actually in uh, uh, that's just like bringing people right across the border. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Is, from the other area, they were in the Rio Grande. This is the river right here, but we got a makeshift dam here. But guess what we got, ladies and gentlemen? We got an international bridge. A makeshift international bridge, non-official obviously, but guess what? They get dropped off, the illegals get dropped off right there, walking on the bridge. That's the Mexican side. Unbelievable. Yeah. On the boundary, about, I would say about right here, the boundary, between U.S. and Mexico. That's Mexico right there. How much traffic do you think comes across there? Oh my goodness, uh, a lot. You see that You see that area, you have vehicles right dropping them off and they just run across. They just run across and they have a vehicle on the on the U.S. side waiting for them to jump on there. And here's the, the, the point there is that I, I shot all these videos, there's no border agents in sight, nowhere. Wow. Nowhere. Uh, I was uh, we were further down in that area in Hutchbeth County where this is a eventually a Border Patrol agent came to us where the, the, the Trump wall, the construction ended and we finally came over. There's you know, we got one one of five agents covering a hundred mile span, David. That's not that's not border security. One to five agents covering a hundred miles. It's not that's not border security. That's not anything. And why? Because they're all concentrated down there processing kids and, and being caretakers and transporters and medical care providers. And you name it other than being Border Patrol agents, which by they tell me firsthand is they all they want to do is do their job. And they have filed suit. Border Patrol ICE agents have filed a lawsuit uh, against the Biden administration for just that, saying, listen, we took an oath to uphold and defend and, and protect the, uh, the Constitution of the United States. And you're not letting us do it. You're not allowing us to do it. The interior enforcement of ICE, and you heard the left say this for many years, abolish ICE, abolish ICE. Well, mm -hmm. guess what? They actually have done it in the interior enforcement. There's two divisions of ICE, the Enforcement Removal Operations, ERO, which is uh, the individuals, the ICE officers inside in the U.S. looking for these fugitives. For example, Operation Talon, that, that these uh, Operation uh, Talon under ICE was going after illegal aliens convicted of sexual offenses. These are sex offenders convicted of child rape, child endangerment, you name it, child pornography. And the Biden administration said no. Stop. He eliminated the, the operation. If you can't go wow. and deport uh, convicted illegal aliens of sex offenses, then who can you deport? 
Especially against children. Especially against children. And this is uh, stemming to the sanctuary city policies that I, I mentioned a lot in my book because it spills over into these counties because these individuals get encountered by local police, get booked in the jail, and our ICE officers are wanting to get them. They, they lodge the detainer and they ask the county, please let us know when he gets out. But they don't. They either refuse to work with ICE and they release them back into the community. This is even after sometimes ICE does make contact with them. And it, it only puts our uh, communities in, in so much of that danger. That's why I talk a lot about public safety and national security, because that's what this is. It's a risk to both of those. I want to cover this. It's obvious. It's absolutely a, uh, uh, a national security uh, disaster that's taking place. You've got some inside information on this right here. Uh, this was just a couple weeks ago where basically 18 people, it says, uh, the heading for this says, attacks in Mexico border city near Texas leaves at least 18 people dead. This is happening inside the United States. It says there's an increased fear for those in and around the Mexico border city uh, of uh, Reynosa after gunmen and vehicles killed 14 people, including taxi drivers, workers, and a nursing student, and a security uh, and security forces responded with operations that left four suspects dead. So 14 uh, individuals, four of the suspects dead. Uh, what was taking place there in uh, in McAllen, Texas? Why are the border patrol, uh, or excuse me, why is the cartel getting so brazen with uh, with their approach uh, and and their their hold? It seems on on American soil. This is this is uh, uh, what people don't understand is the, the level of violence and the level of lawlessness that these cartels bring. And they're highly sophisticated criminal organizations. I don't want you to think as a cartel is a drug gang. It's a bunch of guys that got together with a bunch of AK-47s. No, these are highly sophisticated. Think Amazon when you think cartels, hierarchy, money, power, organization, intelligence. They have it. Think Amazon when you think cartels, because not only do they wow. operate in Mexico, they're in 40 countries around the world. And that that instance right now, there is they're moving in because they're making the, the estimate is 14 million dollars a day with the drugs and the and the humans that they keep on trafficking and smuggling in here into our country. Yes, into the United States. And so they all want a part of it. And so it's a huge war right on the other side of McAllen, which you mentioned, Reynosa, Mexico between the Gulf Cartel and the Zetas Cartel, which is now the CDN, Cartel del Noreste, or Cartel of the Northeast. And they, they, they got some pushback by the local and, and, and state police said, you're not going to, you know, we're going to try to control you. And the, and the cartel said, you see, the, the cartels don't care. They're not afraid of the police. They're not afraid of politicians. They're not afraid of their own military. And, and they said, you know what? They put a Facebook post and said, if you're not inside by 6 p.m., we're going to be assassinating innocent people. And they did. They assassinated 14 innocent individuals, like you mentioned, taxi cab drivers, students. <clears throat> they have nothing to do with the with crime and the, and, the, and the cartels. But these are terrorists. That's what terrorists do. They've been terrorizing the country of Mexico for many years. And, you know, people say, why don't they send the, the military to Mexico? Well, they don't, they're not afraid. They're sometimes better equipped than the, than the army. And the Mexican government is not doing anything. What we need to do in the U.S. It, is put the pressure back on Mexico like the way President Trump did 
uh, and talk to President uh, Amlo and not talk to him, but say, listen, we're going to start putting tariffs. We're going to stop the remittance of the money that goes back to Mexico from the United States, which is $28 billion a year. And we're going to stop that money. Or guess what? We're going to tax that money. Let's, let's do something with that money. We're going to stop it going flowing back south. And Mexico right away, what did they do? They put their National Guard. And, and remember what we saw this and when we had that surge in 2019 and President Trump put an end to that. Because yeah. he made a deal with them and, he, and, he, and he, uh, he almost designated the cartels as a foreign terrorist organizations, which they should. They should but, be. But, um, uh, but Mexico cried and said, please don't do that because they would really destroy their country. But we got to the point where we must do it now. Uh, they're terrorist organizations. We must treat them like ISIS or even worse than that. So they're, they're literally occupying cities right across the border from – uh, McAllen, Texas, right across the border from the, from the United States. Uh, they're infiltrating through their mules. They're bringing their coyotes. They're bringing illegals. Illegals are bringing illegals uh, across the bridges like you like you sent me videos of, across the river that's dried up that people can just literally walk across it. Uh, and then they get into our, our country. And then, as we shared before the, uh, the, little, the little break, uh, once they get into our country, you literally – now, you literally took this video – at the airport. This is your video or somebody sent this to you? This is my video at uh, Del Rio International Airport. It's a very, very small airport. And uh, I had already seen this in McAllen and I have video of it. I saw illegal aliens at the airport on the other side of TSA. And, and I was going through line with my pass, with my uh, boarding pass and my ID. And I saw a border agent there and I, I got out of line and I went to talk to him. I said, what's going on? What, how did they get here? And they said, they didn't even come through TSA. They came in through the back of the airport and I could not believe what I was hearing. But then wow. I, I'm in Del Rio and I get caught with uh, these individuals from Uganda up at uh, American Airlines getting a boarding pass. And I said, well, I'm going to wait and see how, what are they going to show to get on there? And I'll explain to you. This is, this is a, uh, the makeshift bus station in Del Rio, Texas. Del Rio is so small, there's no bus station. It's a gas station. And these are people from Haiti, Uganda, Venezuela, Argentina, Sierra Leone, the Congo. If you if you realize there, I didn't say anybody from Mexico or Central America. They're from, yeah. coming from Chile. They're obviously not from. They're, they're seemingly does not look like they're Mexican. No, no, and uh, and a lot of these individuals are coming with money. They have money enough money to buy a used car and buy it and drive themselves to Florida, and we're allowing them to do that. Illegal so aliens. He- so here's the video uh, in TSA, which is just asinine. I mean, ludicrous that they would allow somebody through TSA without identification. Yet you took this video and that's exactly what's happening. Hold on one second, Victor. I'll have you bring this up. Uh, I'll have you kind of narrate this in a minute. It's not letting me unmute you while this is playing. This is a TSA agent literally checking documentation out of a uh, out of an envelope that he was probably given once he came across the border. And you're right there in line. And they're basically about to allow this person through TSA to get on the plane without identification. Is that what was taking place there? 
That's exactly right. And the TSA agent knew that I was videotaping him. And he, he pulls out all this paperwork. It's Border Patrol paperwork, maybe an NTA. And this is another issue that's going on. Uh, the notice to appear, that official notice to appear that uh, Border Patrol gives you to say, hey, you will be notified in three to five years, who knows when, to show up uh, before an immigration judge. In Del Rio, they're, uh, they're issuing NTRs. And I, I was there and I said, what the heck is an NTR? I never heard of that in my life. It's a notice to report. Now, they're making yeah. up paperwork now. And I'm like, what is a notice to report? Oh, a notice to report is when you show up to your final destination, Indiana, wherever it's Portland, wherever you're going, just go report to your local ICE office. And I said, oh, my goodness, this is what we're resorting to. We're making up wow. documentation here. And. You know, I, I don't show up to TSA with a yellow envelope and see if they let me in. I show up with my boarding pass and my ID ready to go through security. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he knew that I was video. Well, and then him. you add to it. You add to it. Let me interject really quick. You add to it when they're banning American citizens, myself, for just not wearing a mask. And, it, and that was even when they allowed a medical exemption. Then they banned me afterwards for not wearing a mask. Yet they're allowing illegals to get through TSA without ID. It's and I bizarre. confronted it is so David, I, I confronted that TSA agent and he was so upset because I asked him, what what did they just show you? What ID did they just show you to uh, for you to allow him to get on this airplane that, by the way, I'm boarding myself. And yeah. and, he, and he and he said, I don't want to talk to you about this. I'm not going to discuss this with you and got very upset. And I said, why are you getting upset? You're the TSA. You're the Department of Homeland Security. Have you forgotten 9-11? Uh, who, who said who gave you this mandate to allow illegal aliens to get on an airplane without identification. Now, wow. I told them, you know what? I'm not going to show you mine. How's that? Yeah. What do you and say? He says, you're not going to get on. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I couldn't believe it. I said, look, listen to what you're saying. You'll allow them, but not me. It was a U.S. citizen, retired agent. And I had to show my ID to get on the plane, but they didn't. Absolutely insane to me. Uh, we all better wake up. We all better get into our local and state elections we need election integrity. We need to make sure that our votes count, but we also need to make sure that we are only supporting and voting those that are actually going to represent us and represent America and represent safety and values. Uh, going to pivot really quick, and this could probably wind up be becoming a, a show in and of itself. But in the last uh, five or so minutes that we've got here, you know, I'm wearing this shirt, Dare to Stand Against Critical Race Theory. You helped to break a story of what's taking place in uh, what was trying to take place in South Lake, Texas that is trying to take place all across the country. You were actually invited or you, you, you opted to uh, be a part of the, uh, dis the, the district diversity council. Sounds really great. Uh, as well as the uh, cultural competence action plan that they were purporting and what they were trying to do to our kids uh, really quickly break down exactly what this diversity council was actually doing and why you shine such a light on it that went national from South Lake, Texas. Thank you, David, for that. We, we, this started almost two years ago, over two years ago now, where uh, our city wanted to, uh, I didn't know what the purpose or agenda was behind this District Diversity Council. I joined it because I thought it was a unity thing. It was great for our community. What's wrong with diversity? Nothing, right? It's great. But they don't use, they, they weren't using this District Diversity Council for what I thought it was going to be. It ended up being a hidden agenda and that agenda was critical race theory and mm -hmm. and and the and the putting together of this of the ccap the cultural competence action plan which is uh 
critical race theory, if you read this document, and, and it contains information on what a micro, they don't define a microaggression, but can be, uh, uh, there's no uh, uh, due process for individuals of a student says, I was microaggressed because another student looked at me funny or said a certain thing. Uh, there's no definition clearly about that. Uh, they want to hire uh, teachers not based on merit or best qualifications, but based on their ethnicity uh, or their race, which I was a member of that subcommittee. And I kept on challenging it. How how could you do that? There's already laws against that. It's called EEOC. You can't you can't do that. I'm all for di hiring diverse teachers if they're the best qualified. Uh, but that's not what they wanted. And uh, and so this got out last July, July 23rd. We had a Zoom meeting and uh, a, a group of individuals in our community called SARC, the, Sa the, the South Lake Anti-Racism Coalition, which sounds great. Right. But they're yeah. they're far leftist. Uh, students and uh, recent graduates led by uh, some adults and attorneys in, in our community, far leftist BLM type of support that wanted to infiltrate even more demands into the CCAP. And the 17 demand letter was in, in, in trying to be incorporated into this uh, report, which I, I completely dis disagreed with, uh, which meant uh, uh, abolishing our, our, our police as far as uh, our SRO program, disarming them and changing them and putting uh, psychologists or psychiatrists there, uh, uh, having to open meetings by saying that black lives matter. I mean, this 17 point demand letter was outrageous. And that's what I called it back in July of 2020. And I was uh, called names for I was called a racist. I my son, who has a picture with the chief of police, was called a future racist. Uh, they, they called me a triple traitor because I'm a Hispanic conservative law enforcement <laughs> officer. Wow. Uh, and they attacked me. But I, I stood up and I, and I voiced it and it blew out of the water because our community wasn't aware. It was supposed to be a transparent uh, process here. But. Because of that, it came out and the community came together and South Lake united and the conservative movement here in South Lake did an, a, a tremendous job that even just into our election, just this past um, a couple of months, we were able to elect two conservative board members to our school board, which mm. we're trying to do. We have a lot of issues with our school board. Uh, our, the president of our school board right now is under investigation and under pending criminal charges. Uh, and so we have a lot of issues here in Southlake, but we woke up and uh, they, they tried to get us a, a, as distracted and maybe as we were with our everyday lives. And that's why I, 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 I echo what you say about being involved with your local city council, being involved yes. with your school board, with your county commissioner. Go to a meeting, see what's going on. Listen, because you'll be surprised what they're saying. These individuals are making decisions that are affect you directly in your neighborhood, directly yep. in your schools and your children. And I'll bring this in. The illegal activity that we're seeing at the border is going to come to these cities, to these towns. And now these individuals are going to have to make decisions when you all of a sudden have 300, 30, 100, whatever, illegal alien kids that are supposed to go into the seventh grade and, and assimilate from. Uh, I think I lost you there. Are you there, Victor? I I'm lost here. the last I lost the last five or so seconds. Uh, You're saying uh, when the when the illegal kids uh, yes. have to come and assimilate. Yeah. Are they going to are they going to be able to assimilate from one day to the next uh, when they come mm -hmm. to these towns? Our, our local elected officials, are they going to cite with the U.S. citizens, our taxpayers, or are they going to cite with individuals that just came in from other parts of the world? 
This is how important local elections are. Look at what yes. the, uh, the defunding of the police, uh, the mayors and the county commissioners uh, are are telling our sheriffs how to run their town, what what laws to uh, enforce and not enforce. Look at what's happening in Portland, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, in all these towns around our country. Look at Chicago. The mayor mm-hmm. dictates to the police what they can do and cannot do. And we have a surge of violence around our country. And what we're seeing with more criminal element coming into the border it's only going to get worse. And a lot of that violence is related right back to Mexico and the cartels. But critical race theory is something that we have to continue to fight. This is that, that we were successful here and we did it the right way, the legal way through our elected uh, uh, process. And it works. It works. You're, you're championing exactly what I've been sharing and trying to let all of the, the viewers and watchers, anybody that will listen uh, tell them is get active, get active in your local elections. Make sure you know what your local school board members, what the school board superintendents, super board uh, supervisors, what they believe, what they're okay with, and make sure they're not trying to, to stuff CRT propaganda, which is literally right. teaching our kids to be racist. Look at other kids and other individuals based on the color of their skin and not by the content of the character, not how they act, not how they operate. Uh, that is racism 101, and that's exactly what CRT is trying to do. So, Victor, uh, final thoughts, brother. Uh, I know you're a brother in the Lord. It's like, you know, more and more, it seems like our faith means so, so much to us when so much in the world seems so chaotic and out of uh, out of alignment with what just makes sense. What's your final thoughts for everybody that they can do, and how can they take action? Oh, my goodness. First of all, bring God back into your life. Uh, we, we are missing God in our lives. And I'm, 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 uh, I'm a man of faith. I'll tell you, I, I, like I said before, I'm here because of the grace of God. God left me here uh, uh, after that shooting to do something. And maybe it's this. Uh, I, I give credit to God. I give credit to my wife and my family for standing be, be, besides me and beside me this whole time. We went through some dark times after what I went through. But Everything is possible. Everything you could come through it. And I'm here to continue to serve. I want to be able to, uh, to give back to my community. And I think I, I, I'm doing that right now. And it feels good to do that. And it, ha- it feels good to have the opportunity to do that. So if you have the opportunity, take a little bit of time. It doesn't take much to, to be involved locally. Pay attention to who, who, who these individuals are that you're, you're electing to represent you and your family. Uh, pay attention at the local level, state level. A lot of people are concentrated on the federal level, but let me tell you, all politics lead to local politics. That's where it starts. That's where it matters. Pay attention a little bit. Know who it is. Listen to your neighbor. Say hi to your neighbor. Let's assimilate back. Let's let's say hello to our neighbor. Let's not just say wave back. Let's let's get involved. Let's have a block party. Let's get back to knowing each other and caring for each other because that's the way we move forward in unity. Yes, it is. Victor, I so appreciate you. I appreciate your message. Uh, Again, get Victor's book, Agent Under Fire, A Murder and a Manifesto. You can get it. Where's the best place for them to get that book, your book, Victor? They can go to agentunderfirebook.com. I have all the links for uh, uh, Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, or you want to go straight to the, through the, uh, publisher there, their, uh, agent under book, uh, agent under firebook.com. Perfect. My brother, thank you for your message, for your voice, for your courage. Thank you for sharing what so many, so many of us don't, don't get to hear, uh, and see when it comes to the border, when it comes to critical race theory. Uh, thank you for being a voice that we need so bad right now. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Sound good. 
Absolutely, David. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you, brother. Uh, Friends, please share this episode, share this message. People need to hear and know what's going on at the border. They need to understand that these people that are getting across the border, they're not all seeking asylum from Mexico. They're coming from lots of different countries and they're not even being tested. They're just, and some of them are getting passes, boarding passes for airplanes. They could be on a plane near you. uh, And that's going to, this is going to have ripple effects, friends, that lasts far too long, in my opinion, Hopefully not a generation, but it could if we don't stop it now. And the best way to do that is to get into your get involved in your local election, your local races uh, and make sure you're putting the right people in charge of your state as well. And hopefully we get somebody like Donald Trump, hopefully Donald Trump himself back as president, commander in chief, trying to help keep us all safe, smart and uh, and secure. That's what we need. So you like the shirt or my mugs, hats, check them out at davidharrisjr.store. And don't forget to get over to mypillow.com and use that code TRUMP2020. Find yourself something nice. I love his mattress topper, but I think I'm going to love his mattress even more. Support Mike. He needs it. God bless you. Thank you so, so much for your time today. Have a great rest of your evening. We'll talk to you again next time. And my outro. Bye-bye. <laughs> My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show.